Welcome to Why Am I Losing It, presented by Bosley MD. In today's podcast, Colleen Kemp and J.B. Shelton discuss the many reasons why we lose our hair. We've all heard that it comes from the genes we got from mom and dad, but there are a lot more reasons than that. And today, Colleen and J.B. discuss the many reasons, from medications to side effects from disease, and problems caused by chemotherapy, and some possible problems from stress-related disorders, and many, many more. This is an informative episode you won't want to miss. Bosley MD is proud to sponsor this podcast in the hopes that it will not only be of great value to salon owners, hairdressers and barbers, but also to the men and women who struggle with hair loss. And now, here are Colleen Kemp, and J.B. Shelton as they discuss Why Am I Losing It? Hello, J.B. We're back at it again. I'm Colleen Camp, and I've got J.B. Shelton with me, and we're here to talk about why are we losing it? Why are we losing our hair, that is? And J.B., we get a lot of people that want to know, hey, am I going to be affected by hair loss? Or if you are affected, did it come from genetics, the mother or the father's side? But it's been proven now, yes, it can be genetic, but that's not all of it. And it's not just your mother or father's side. No, you know, that's what we call an old wives' tale. DNA is, it's kind of a crapshoot. Yeah, we have recessive genes and we have dominant genes. But in the end, it's really just kind of a card game. What are you going to get? So I use my own husband as an example. His mother has full thick hair. His dad, not so much. And my husband's brother has a full thick head of hair, just like his mom. But my husband, ironically enough, even though he's married to a hair loss uh, stylist, completely bald. He shaves it because he's got the typical horseshoe-shaped balding area at the top, just like his dad. And that's a good time to bring it up. Men lose hair differently than women. Women, we almost typically lose it globally. We end Mm -hmm. up thinning throughout in most cases, and the guys bald in the recession areas and in the crown and in through the top, and they almost always keep that horseshoe section. So hair loss is so different between men and women. It is. Women, hair loss is genetic, but most of it is hormonally charged based hair growth. That's why when we see autoimmune disorders such as polycystic ovarian disease, or we see uh, hyperthyroidism or hypothyroidism, those are all hormone-based issues. And you see a lot of hair loss with those specific, those two in women. And how many women do you know that have PCOS? Well, a lot of women 35 and under, 40 and under struggling with it. Millennials, it's a big problem in millennials, the polycystic ovarian, which makes it difficult to get pregnant. That that inflammation, that can Mm -hmm. cause a lot of challenging areas Mm -hmm. and a lot of shifts in the hormone levels. So in angiogenetic alopecia. So that is genetic alopecia. And when we refer to alopecia, we mean hair loss. (laughs) And there's several different types of hair loss. So androgenetic Mm -hmm. is the most common, but it's not the only one. 
Now, we have alopecia areata, which is actually probably stems from an autoimmune disorder itself. And it's where you have small circles of hair loss randomly around the entire head for no known reason. I mean, stress can exacerbate it. Diet can exacerbate it. But you could be fine and happy. And if you have this alopecia areata like this, you could just be brushing through and a little small patch of hair comes out randomly. Yes. And it definitely is in patches. It's usually due to stress Mm -hmm. and changes in hormone levels. And most of the time, here's the good news, (laughs) alopecia areata, when it comes out in the patches, they almost always get it back when the stress is gone from the body. But scarring alopecia, that's when you have the patches where it's just smooth tissue Mm -hmm. on the scalp. Now, when you have scarring alopecia, and that's why you see somebody, if they had like head trauma or if they were in an accident of some kind and they've got scarring, you do not, the scarring has actually, in a lot of cases, has affected that hair follicle and there just simply is no way Mm -hmm. to regrow hair. So, Alopecia areata, due to the stress and you lose it in patches, usually comes back. But if it's scarring, um, that you've got severe scarring due to trauma, you can't get hair back in that situation. And it is traumatizing for some that have to go through Mm -hmm. that. But let's talk about some other ones, such as some of our traction alopecia. Now, we see that a lot in African-Americans because braiding techniques are so popular with their textured hair types. And so that traction alopecia is actually causes pulling and tugging on the hair, which over time can kind of bruise the follicle, if you will. And then eventually that follicle just can't sustain hair growth anymore because it has been damaged with Mm -hmm. that pulling and tugging. And I Um, see this a lot in young females, mm -hmm. athletes that are pulling their hair back really, really tight. Mm -hmm. And what ends up happening is that super tight ponytail every day from dance or athletics ends up actually cutting off the blood supply. Mm -hmm. And when you cut that blood supply off to the base of the hair follicle, eventually that hair follicle is going to go dormant and then it's going to die off. And in that case, you can't get hair back. And a lot of people are wearing braids nowadays. Super popular. Dreadlocks are another one. Any type of hair texture, you see everything from highly textured hair to very, very straight, sleek hair. And a lot Mm -hmm. of people are going to, braids are very, very fashionable right Mm -hmm. now. You do need to give those follicles a chance to breathe and not pull it up super tight, you know, every single night. And the braids... That does cause a lot of stress to the base of the hair follicle because you don't take those out every night. Exactly. Like you can undo your ponytail holder. I always like to look at Stevie Wonder as an example. You oh, know, Stevie Wonder example. has worn his braids for as long as I can remember seeing him on TV. And his hairline started up in the front, just like everybody else's. And then over time, due to traction alopecia, now his hairline is kind of midway back through his scalp. Mm-hmm. And that's a prime example of that traction alopecia. Um, so the braiding and hair extensions. Now, hair extensions themselves, don't cause hair loss, but they have to adhere to the hair somehow, right? And so having extra weight and not taking proper care of your scalp and giving the vitamins and nutrients that the scalp needs and giving your hair a rest from that tension can also yes, add to yes. that. <laughs> JBs, you know, I have an extensive background in extensions and, and alternative yes. human hair that you can clip on throughout the day. And what I almost always see is people with fine and thinning hair 
are the ones that want extensions and alternative hair pieces and their hair can't support the weight of that. So it's really important that they go to a specialist that knows how much hair extensions, how much weight that your own hair can support. Because over time, if you're wearing those extensions over and over again, and the ones that are bonded that you are tape-ins that you can't take out at night, when you sleep in those, that's where you get the most damage because you've got a lot of tugging and a lot of pulling just from um, laying on a pillow. So you can go to a daily clip-in extension. And then I also like to recommend, Bosley is our sponsor, but they have a great great scalp serum that you can put every day in between the hair extensions and you can feed that scalp good nutrition with our follicle energizer. So I really recommend that. It's super lightweight. It's weightless. It has an absorption rate of about 10 seconds or less and you can use it every day in between extensions. Our follicle energizer is also great for those folks that just naturally have a natural shallow hairline or maybe Mm -hmm. an area of hair that's already just kind of starting to peek through a little bit where you can see that scalp Mm -hmm. and you want to get ahead of it. That follicle energizer has been amazing. I've used it myself getting into perimenopausal. Mm -hmm. I can see my hairline light diffusing, you know, and it happens. Mm -hmm. You get in your car one day and you look in the rear view mirror and you're like, why am I looking at my scalp? Right? (laughs) Yes. Yes. So it's definitely, that's the spots you want to target with follicle energizer because it has, it's loaded with apple stem cell extract Mm -hmm. and apple stem cell extract comes from a rare Swiss apple that's been known to stay youthful for months on shelf without any wrinkling and has great anti-aging properties. Now, so follicle energizer has a lot of great nutrients in it, but I like to remind people that apple stem cell extract, there's a heavy dose of that in the follicle energizer. So it's great to use for scalp health. To your point, it's good to use if you're wearing hair extensions and you want those alternative hair pieces, it's good to treat the scalp. Apple stem cell is used in a lot of high-end skincare for that reason as well. So it and your scalp, well it's an extension of your face. Most people don't realize that. You hope you can't see because you got too much hair, but. (laughs) (laughs) And I know using follicle energizer, you know, I had the little short pieces right around the recession area. And I know those pieces now, they're all the way down to my chin. I know that that is causing and generating more stimulation to the hair follicle. So I'm happy to get hair back, you know, in that area. So. Well, and you know, you touched based on another reason we lose hair. Aging. Aging. I know. Darn it. (laughs) I mean, if you have no other genetic issues, no medications you take, you have nothing else going against you, but just aging as a human body. Yes. Your hair will slow down. Yes. And let's talk a little bit about emotional health along with losing hair. Cryoticulmania, I'm sure I didn't get that exactly right, but um, I have had moms that have approached me that their teenage daughters have had that. And it's an obsessive compulsive disorder where they actually, they can't resist the urge to pull their hair out. I've Mm -hmm. seen this on eyebrows and I've seen Mm -hmm. this, you know, on hairs on their arm and, and typically a lot around and through the face and mm-hmm. through the hairline where the hair is already fine and usually a little bit more fragile anyways. That disorder, if not treated and overcome that compulsive urge to pull, over time you can only pull the hair out so much and it won't grow back. Again, you can damage the hair follicle to the point, even on a young person, you can't get yes. hair back. It's important that 
you get help yep. for that person, get them treated right away um, because they're using yep. that to cope and to deal with other stresses in their life. Well, and this is another situation that added upon that is eating the hair, you know, sticking it in your mouth and eating it. That oh, is oh, also gosh. a yeah. situation that comes from mental stress, right? And so for those out there that may have experienced this or know somebody who's experiencing this, God bless them. But mm-hmm. when you eat that hair, it does not digest and it does not break down. And so too much will literally cause a hairball in your stomach that must be surgically removed. Yeah, that's one of those extreme cases. Mm-hmm. But when you've been in behind the chair for 20 years, I actually know somebody who went through this. And so then a short haircut where they can't reach their mouth with their hair is probably the first line of defense and then figuring out what kind of emotional state is and stress may be triggering. Yes. Mm -hmm. And then what about antigen effluvium? This, unfortunately, people that go through chemotherapy and that shock and that radiation, their hair, a lot of times they lose all of their hair. And it seems to be that as they're going through chemotherapy, it gets dry, it gets matted, and then you have to cut it even before it all comes off because unfortunately that chemotherapy is just so strong and it can definitely affect your hair and almost always does. The effluvium is what means shedding. And so it's shedding very quickly. And so the chemotherapy actually is killing those fast-growing cells that you have in your body. And hair is a fast-growing cell. Well, that's what cancer is too. And so that's why it attacks that. And that's why a lot of most do lose their hair. And you can expect the unexpected when that hair comes back because now you've kind of changed, you've altered the follicle a little bit. You'll hear mm-hmm. people talk about, oh, it came back curly, curly. It came back gray, it came back this way, it came back yeah. that way, right? The fact that it's coming back is amazing, but that's why the excessive shedding happens because the chemo is actually killing the cells that produce the hair. And that's another thing, you know, being behind the chair, I have had to shave it all off and then I've helped them grow it right back with the help of our sponsor. Bosley. I've had great success with that. There's nothing more sad than shaving your guest's head for them because you're usually both crying. Mm-hmm. But that day when they finally come in and their hair's back to the length they had it before, there is nothing, you can't even describe this feeling of empowerment. Yes. To this female, right? Yes. Um, yes. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's amazing. Losing hair is probably the most stressful situation to occur for both men and women. Mm -hmm. But I think the one thing when you do it, lose it due to illness or a shock to the body. Sometimes after women have a baby, their body goes through a lot of shock, their hormone levels go up and down, and they lose a lot of hair that way too. It's fashionable in some cases, you know, with the men, you know, to shave their head very rarely with women. And so it can be a devastating experience for both men and women, especially when they, they lose it quickly due to chemotherapy. But it affects us visually, emotionally, and psychological levels. And you say, oh my gosh, when you've had to help somebody shave their head, when it's happening through chemotherapy, it really is tears on both sides. It, it is very hard on us to do that, but we do that because we know the matting and the, the dreadlock is going to happen. And it, there's a point in time you do have to just shave it. And it's safer because it'll fall out in food and everywhere. But you know, for women, I, I'm so glad you touched base on that, Colleen, because hair is a female's crowning glory. For men, yes, they like to, it's fashionable, you know, all that. But for us, I believe 
genetically, a female's mm-hmm. attachment to her hair is in our DNA because it's a form of adornment. It's mm-hmm. how we attract our next partner. It's part mm-hmm. of our beauty, right? It's part of our femininity. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's why when a female has to shave her head or is losing her hair, it really assaults the soul. And it can happen with men too. I, you know, I remember our interview with Dr. Perungo and he is a very artistic hair transplant surgeon. And, and he was saying growing up, he goes, my hair was my life. He goes, I yes. was so proud of that accessory. And he ended up getting into uh-huh. hair transplant surgery to help other men and women, of course, that wanted them to have the most beautiful head of hair. And he yep. has a great head of hair yes. and he's open about it. He's transparent about it. He had hair transplant surgery mm-hmm. when he started to lose that beautiful crowning glory that he had. So, so it happens with the guys too. I think for oh, some yes. men, it's like, it's so important to them. I mean, it is really, hair's our most important accessory. It truly is. And hair's eyelashes, it's eyebrows. It's funny. We talk about hair being an important accessory. I'm wondering if some of our listeners have heard or seen men who have lost all their hair on their head, but then they have an extreme amount of body hair, right? Mm. Hirsutis is what we learned in the hair school, <laughs> cosmetology. What it is, is that excessive male hormone that's coursing mm-hmm. through their bloodstream. The one thing that's causing the excessive hair here is actually causing the hair loss on top of their head. So it's kind of a conundrum. <laughs> it is, it is. Yes, yes. Which brings up how important... DHT blockers are. Yes. So, and you want to be using DHT blocking shampoos and conditioners, using your scalp health product, your serums and your daily scalp exfoliation and treating that scalp as well as you treat your face tissue. That's so important. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Especially if you look at your parents and you can see genetically what road you're going to be headed down, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And you can get ahead of it. And that's Mm -hmm. prevention is worth an ounce of medicine. Well, that's a great one to end on, JB. So I love uh, the (laughs) JB-isms that you have. And I I love all that you're doing for the hair loss community. I think we both would uh, do this even if we won the lottery tomorrow because we love educating and and helping people. And uh, we always just like to do a shout out. and, And thank you to Bosley for being our sponsor because without them, we wouldn't have this podcast. So we do appreciate them sponsoring. Why am I losing it? Yes. Thank you, Bosley. And I wouldn't have this hair if it wasn't for Bosley either. Me too. Me too. (laughs) So, okay. All right, JV, until next time. So thanks for sharing your knowledge. Thank you. uh, Look forward to seeing you soon. Always a pleasure. Thanks for listening to our podcast. We hope you'll join us for our next podcast. And be sure to check out all of our past podcasts. For more information about Bosley MD, you'll find us online at bosleymd.com. That's B-O-S-L-E-Y-M-D.com. And of course, all social media. Feel free to send your questions and comments to info at bosleymd.com. Till next time, thanks for listening. <laughs>